0: The COVID-19 pandemic and booming e-commerce industry have heightened our need for single-use and disposable items, such as Lazada and Shopee shipping bags. As a result, issues of sustainability and waste management have been greatly exacerbated. According to a report by the Senate Economic Planning Office, the Philippines will have more than doubled its urban waste generation in four years, producing over 77,000 tons of waste in cities across the country. As a response, many citizens have taken up the responsibility of adopting greener, more sustainable lifestyles, such as buying eco-friendlier, yet more expensive products, and encouraging others to do the same. However, according to an article by Forbes, much of the solutions regarding waste management and sustainable living comes from a privileged perspective, failing to consider the poor and their current circumstances, while simultaneously placing part of the blame on their shoulders. Welcome to On Point, the guidance podcast arm where we sit down and talk with the experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Today we are joined by humble sustainability co-founder Niña Mirabuena Upida to discuss accessible avenues for Filipinos to live sustainable lives and how supporting small businesses can play a role in sustainability. She is an advocate for sustainability and actively encourages circular living through her organization which finds new purposes for items that are no longer needed by previous owners. I'm Shauna Grandpa. Let's go on point. Nina, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's such a pleasure for us to have someone such as yourself to be joining us to talk about the topic of sustainability.
1: I'm so excited actually, you know, this is our passion to really share what we have, but disclaimer, because we're not professionals or we're not really the pros here, but you know, we just really want to share what we learned. So very honored to be part of this.
0: So I wanted to start this with the question of the accessibility of sustainable living in the Philippines. My first question revolves around how sustainability as a concept has been around for over 30 years, but has only been pushed to the forefront of awareness in the past decade or so. Where exactly do the commonly raised approaches towards sustainable living come from? And why is it the issue only being addressed now on a national level?
1: This is a very interesting question. Um, To be honest, it's also tough. (laughs) And as I've mentioned, I'm really not an expert. But because we have like humble and I learn a lot every day so all of the ones i will share to everyone to the listeners out there are based on my experiences and the things i learned from our partners in building the business okay (laughs) so yeah as i've mentioned it's not easy to pinpoint when sustainability became an important movement because after all i think way way back i'm pretty sure that all like the indigenous or our ancestors already have, or the communities all over the world live in a productive harmony with the environment ever since. If you notice, our parents are like the OGs when it comes to sustainability. Like right now, it's very famous how you can recycle, upcycle. But if you look back, like especially with my mom, huh? um, I think the reason why I was um, exposed to secondhand and all that was because my mother, I think she was my idol. She was like, all my toys are secondhand. So when and I look back and analyze things, I'm like, oh, thank you, mom, for sharing this insight to us. So probably that. And then we have currently, I think what we what we call the modern sustainability movement, which is everyone, which everyone is aware and conscious about. And I think it's also because I think the trigger for that was when um, back in 2015, probably when the UN General Assembly published their sustainable development goals. And because of um, the accessibility online then there's a lot of people researching what that is all about and everyone's being creative right as to how they will be able to achieve those goals so there's really a mixture of things different factors right and experiences as well plus the experts so i would say that that's possibly one of the reasons why it, it was like um it piqued the interests of people
0: Thank you for that, and as a follow-up, I wanted to ask this. Much of the burden of climate action is disproportionately placed on the shoulders of consumers and ordinary citizens, where in fact, large corporations are mainly responsible for the majority of carbon emissions, along with being significant contributors to solid and chemical waste. At this point, what significant impact can ordinary citizens make on the environment anyway?
1: Well there's a lot, you're going to be surprised, right? Um, I mean, that's the reason why we built Humble. So my co-founder, before we started Humble, we also felt very, very insignificant because we think we were just two people, but we were absolutely wrong. Um, Because of our desire to do something, it just created a ripple effect. So it's sort of like willingness to do it on your own, right, and learning. So we will get a lot further towards um, solving the problem if we focus on solutions so meaning um if you're an individual of course there's also an impact on how you think of things right instead of like if you focus on the problem then there's nothing that you can do but if you look at like solutions oriented or how can you do it in your own way then there's a hope right? and it also boils down to our attitude as well so we should as i've mentioned early earlier we should have the willingness to to start somewhere, but before anything else, they should also understand that they have the power so it can come from them, not just the big corporations. Because to be honest, I was also thinking um, we, we have our clients, also corporate clients, right? And some are individuals, but the the individuals like our humbler clients, sometimes they ask us to talk in their companies which is a good avenue, right? So if you just tap one individual, then it's going to create a ripple effect for that. And another thing to remember for people like us, I'm saying us because we are all like ordinary citizens, right? So we need to always keep in mind that the planet is not our property. We are just the stewards of this creation, right? You need to take care of it. We We were entrusted to take care of this. And there's also like a lot of the future generation who needs to, sort of experience um, the natural resources and the beauty of the planet, right? So having also a sense of community. So for citizens like us, um, Ordinary citizens, we need to also create this community and belongingness by supporting each other. So, meaning no shaming, right? So, if you notice, there are a lot of huge Facebook groups that are popping um, right now. Uh, it's all about sustainability, like the Buhai Zero Waste. Why? Because they have the common interest, meaning they help and support each other. So, if you don't know anything about like growing your onions and other stuff, you can ask them about it. And they would like really immediately comment and give you like links or articles about it and as i've mentioned right uh, earlier people are getting creative so these days it's nice to see that you can see like oh my gosh like this this community is doing that so there's already a ripple effect meaning like i will also want to do this in our barangay right so however for the ones that are really starting out meaning as in they haven't really experienced anything, they can start simple and small meaning what 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 do I mean by simple and small right at, at home, you can probably like before you get a lot of like food on the plate, make sure that you're gonna finish everything because if you waste less food, then meaning um there's no methane that will be created right, and another thing that they can probably try is eating less meat if they can, meaning get them exposed to like what plant-based is all about. So it all boils down again to educating the community, right? And that's what we advocate here at Humble. Um, And I think I want to share my experience also. So before Humble, um, we weren't really like we, we know about the problem, but we already know that we wanted to do something, right? So I've, I'm learning every day since we're trying to grow the business, right? And... I remember that I need to create a content for humble. So what are the other ways I tried to research like other ways to, to become sustainable and to support. And then there's this article that I stumbled upon. It's like, you, you can actually regrow some onions, right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is interesting. So I tried it out and it really grew. So I was like, oh, this is really amazing. Like if only people can try. And the fact that I was able to do that to do that, then I know other people can, so we shared it on our social media platform, and I think it also got a lot of reshares because not a lot of people know that you can actually regrow some, but I know since we have the internet, then it's easily accessible already, so I think those are the things that um the ordin- like people like us can try.
0: Thank you. I also think that it's very beautiful how creating a small community just to continuously educate ourselves about sustainability and climate change is a really great way to taking a step forward to creating an environment towards sustainable living. So my question here is just regarding to how large corporations and their waste generation play a large role on climate change and sustainability around the world. But how do small businesses play a role in sustainability?
1: Um, I think the good thing that happened during the pandemic was the small businesses were highlighted, right? Because there are a lot of factors. If you choose like import in other countries, then that means there's a longer supply chain, meaning there's a lot of other factors that, that branches out to that. It's also good for the people who's here because they have more livelihood, right? And I think um I think that's the I don't want to blab more about it, but it's really like understanding that everyone here in this planet, um, we are interconnected. So big companies and then the small ones are needed so that everyone can feel that they're united and they can help each other. So yeah, that that's what I think for that.
0: Thank you for that. I just wanted to also know how can we as everyday people Focus more on developing smaller, more sustainable businesses compared to, let's say, fast fashion brands. I guess what I'm trying to say is how can we support or focus more on these developing smaller businesses that are also focusing on more sustainable practices? It's
1: it's very exciting, to be honest. Because we also shifted from like, being vegan. So I want to share my journey. So before... We were, of course, living the fast-paced life. We were eating lots and lots of meat. I'm not saying that everyone should like become vegans and all, but we had this stress transition also and the journey we're in. We really got immersed with a problem and how to solve it. And then it started to unfold. So number one was like we had this knowledge that the the problem in the environment is not only for like plastic and all that, but it's also animal agriculture, right? And because of that, we were able to like research different companies and all and all, um other stuff that we need to do to help, right? But it's of course in their own way, right? I'm not forcing anyone, okay? So for us, it's in our own will that we wanted to become one hundred percent vegan, just because it's also for the health and also helping the planet, right? And as we go along the way we see that there's also these small businesses that's like really amazing but when you research like okay other vegan restaurants or other vegan suppliers for cheese etc right and then you see like oh my gosh they're really creative because they can create cheese made out of cashew right and I-, I couldn't believe it because our our concept before when we shifted to vegan we were like oh no we're gonna give up cheese oh no we're gonna give up meat but the truth is um because of those small businesses, we are able to like fulfill our goal, which is to become vegans. Like in a nutshell, company, uh, I think they're locally sourced, so they have a farm here. So I think for for the people, for ordinary people like us, um, we can support by, of course, being in that community. So for example, Buy Zero Waste, they can be become part of that, and then you can just ask like what what companies or what online deliveries can help us, because as you can see. Uh, we shifted very quickly to digital, right? When the pandemic happened, so everyone was into um, grocery online delivery, right? So instead of um, going into those big companies, it probably there's still like there's so many things that you can do online. Just research, like what are the local farmers market that can deliver online? Because it may be like somehow the same price, but the impact that they're creating is much better, just because we're supporting our local communities, right?
0: Nina, thank you so much. It was really great that you touched Basis about your journey and what you've been going through. And actually, I wanted to go into it more because you have been an active voice in the movement towards sustainability and circular living within the Philippines. You have become an ecopreneur by co-founding Humble Sustainability with a mission to inspire Filipinos to live in a truly circular economy by finding new purpose for old items that are no longer being used? What led you to become an ecopreneur and eventually start Humble Sustainability?
1: Oh, I like this question. <laughs> okay, so I could probably start by sharing also just for our listeners if they also wanted to create their own business. That When I started, I wasn't in a good state, meaning like I jumped from different jobs, right? Different like companies and all. I'm not saying that it wasn't a good experience. To be honest, it was a great experience just because my past life really helped me to shape who I wanna be. Right. I think I've encountered different people, I've encountered different companies, and then at the end of everything, it all boils down to what your values are. So for me, um, I think in my heart I've always wanted to have my own business but it's okay for people who don't know where they want to go yet but they just want their own business it's fine so going back to what i was saying like i've always wanted to have that impact so i know it sounds cheesy (laughs) but i'm pretty sure every one of us like we, we are aligned with with that right so but because i believe that we were stewards of god's creation there was the desire in me to do something so i just put that in my head, right? Like I never lose sight of that goal. And when I told myself I wanted a business, I wanted it to be a success, not because of profits, but because of the impact, meaning I want people to benefit from it and be there in the long run, especially for future generations, right? Because to be honest, when I had... I didn't have any humble at all. I wasn't an entrepreneur. I just kept reading books, right? I I wanted to learn more. I wanted to do it, right? So there's still hope for people out there because my course was mass communication. There was no business background at all, right? So anyway, going back. So the moment that I knew that in my heart, what I wanted was very clear. So it's all started to unfold, right? So why we built Humble? It's because it's similar to most of you. We felt, as I've mentioned earlier, that our impact was very, very insignificant. I mean, um, I, I think it's also a lack of education and Maybe I wasn't really doing my part, but it's okay because everyone, I'm pretty sure, will, you know, eventually realize that like there, there shouldn't be forcing to anyone. Like, oh, you should be sustainable right now, right? Like you can't force that. So, um, for us, uh, eventually it, we just realized that we can really start, and it started with a passion and our desire. So for for everyone who wants to be an ecopreneur, right, or to start a business, just Know what that desire is in your heart, right? What your passion is, and then it will start. But forget about like how you're gonna like create marketing plans, etc. I think the important thing is to just do it. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, I'm re- I assure you it's gonna happen. Okay, so I think we want to show them that there's still hope. That's why we built humble. So Humble is connecting the ecosystem and creating a community because that's where change can start, when everyone can support each other, okay?
0: How is ecopreneurship an approach to sustainability? And how can ecopreneurship create a new market?
1: Okay, so for that, I believe that business is a way to create meaning, yeah? Because we're the ones changing the world it's mostly like Google and Facebook and all that, and why not create something that's for sustainability? So, as an ecopreneur and the future ecopreneurs, we have the potential to reinvent the way business is conducted, right? And then made or sold or even advertised and purchased, right? So, ecopreneurs together with eco consumers have the power to change the very design of our living in the light of this new vision of sustainability, right? It's very beautiful. Like, I always like try to remember that. that with humble i am always grateful for all the hum- the support of the humblers and even our partners because if not because of them like if they're not ready for the change or if they're not ready to support us then humble wouldn't be here in the first place right so for example if you own also a sustainable store you learn and understand which brands or products you wanted to source because you're also responsible like as a as an owner of let's say a uh, sustainable uh, vegan market, you can't just like select whatever that looks good in the branding side. You also need to know where it came from in the story because with that responsibility, then you share it to the consumers, to the eco-consumers.
0: Finally, I wanted to touch basis on the other accessible approaches towards sustainability because currently the production of eco-friendly goods remains more expensive than its commercial counterparts. This makes it harder for those to switch to more eco-friendly goods when they cannot afford the more expensive alternative. How do business owners mediate sustainable production with the maintenance of a business?
1: For that, you're right. I mean, because we were thinking, right, when you become vegan, everything's going to go cheap just because it's all vegetable. But the truth is, not really. (laughs) Because... because it's so expensive like if you order you know if you order in um the market like those bigger uh grocery stores et cetera, then it's more expensive but if you just really source out correctly and talk to people um and also that's that's our goal here at humble is to really share what we know because as we go along the way we're also learning and we're trying to pave the way because we understand where everyone's coming from i mean it's hard no i mean everyone is doing these impactful things and they don't have the time to save that's why humble was created to really help and, and make them understand where they can start right so i think one that i would always like suggest is um join like communities on facebook because some of them are actually owning these small uh what do you call this sustainability stores right they're creating their own i mean in their own way they're uh sharing what they also learn i also have a partner which i can share uh i just forgot um what company they are but you can remove this but i'm just remembering this this company uh sorry not company but they are the partners uh they're in a relationship and they're also helping like community like manila growth food so they have a Facebook group. Um, what they do is they really help each other, like if ever. Because for me, I also want to create my own um, backyard garden and and uh, what do you call it? Grow my own food, right? In the condo. But to be honest, I still need to learn a lot. So that's one way or that's another avenue where citizens um, can learn more about sustainability. Um, another one also is they can they can take courses online courses in coursera just so that cuz it, it it really depends on uh, to each his own like when you say sustainability it's a very broad concept right and circular living is actually like under that it's not even like sustainability because circular living is another aspect of us. so they could they could start doing some courses and to be honest i'm sharing this also to the listeners that i myself taking a course at Coursera for circular economy and circular living just because it's very interesting and i really think this is one solution that that everyone i mean why we need circular living is very important so that's one and also um watching uh not netflix documentaries i know that it's very western and all that but you get to learn a lot of things from there and because of that exposure to that then of course you pick your interest and then you, you research online as to how you can like start that kind of business. For, for example, like there's a business that you wanted to, to bring it here in the Philippines. And that's one way. And um, I think another way wherein they can, I mean, an avenue where they can really, um, where citizens can take towards sustainability is probably reading uh, books as well. Because you, you get to learn a lot from the books. I mean, I'm not saying that this book is, is perfect for this other reader, right? It's just really, you can get some information from them, put it together, right? So thankfully, this generation, we have, we have so much information readily available. online.
0: And on that note, thank you for sharing your time and expertise with us. This was all very insightful. I hope that we start to see some major changes towards sustainable living in the Philippines and in the world. That's all for this episode of On Point, the guidance podcast arm where we sit down and talk with the experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Special thanks to our executive producers, Kathleen Uyap and Ria Tanido, as well as our producers, Danielle R. Garcia, Tatiana El Maligro, Bryce R. Ruby, and Carmela B. Masiglat. This episode was edited by Elian Dominguez. Our cover photo and art are by Raya Barrero and Caitlin W. Mercado, respectively. And our theme music is brought to you by Vivid Productions. This has been Shauna Grandpa. Thank you for going on point with us.